This is NTL Now, your Northern Tier League sports podcast. NTL Now is brought to you by Circle W Sports, the new name in the game for high school sports. NTL Now is also brought to you by Endless Mountains Brace and Mobility, Mansfield University, Max Driving Academy, and the Park Hotel and Brewing Company. Now let's join the host of NTL Now, along with Joe Carrion, here's Shane Wilbur. Welcome back to another edition of the NTL Now podcast. I'm Shane Wilbur, and thank you all for tuning in here this week, as we've got a lot to cover on this week's slate. We're going to cover some soccer action. We'll give you some recaps on that. And speaking of soccer action, we're going to have Hunter McClellan from the Troy Lady Trojan soccer team coming up this week in uh, this week's edition. Uh, McClellan, a recent 100-goal scorer and a senior and a pivotal member of the Troy Lady Trojan soccer team. So definitely going to have her along uh, coming up here in just a little while to talk some soccer action. But, of course, we'll also break into some NTL football coverage as well of course for that we will talk again with northern tier sports reporter chris manning glad to talk with him again we will recap week one get you set up and ready to go for week two as well so yes it is going to be a jam-packed edition of the ntl now podcast now first let's recap some soccer and cross-country action that's been happening already here in the ntl first we'll take a look at some of the updated scores from boys cross-country from earlier this week uh, looks like athens and tawanda doing it out First, we'll take a look at some cross-country scores on the boys' side here in the early part of the week. Tawanda topping Athens 44-17. Sayre topping Wyalusing 50-15. Wellsboro beats Wyalusing 46-15. Kalineski Valley edges Troy 28-27. Sutherland County over Canton 36-19. Northeast Bradford tops Canton 30-25. And Sullivan County beats Northeast Bradford. 32-23. Let's go to some girls cross-country action as well from earlier this week where Tawanda tops Athens 32-24. Uh, Sarah tops Wyalusing 42-20. Wellsboro over Wyalusing 38-17. Kalineski Valley over Troy 50-15. Sullivan County downs Canton 50-15. Uh, Sullivan County over Northeast Bradford as well 50-15. And Canton tops Northeast Bradford in girls cross-country action 29-27. Let's go to some boys soccer scores uh, from earlier this week. Athens blanks Troy 2-0. Sarah over Tawanda. Big night of scoring from the Redskins squad as they topple Tawanda by a score of 8-3. Now on to some volleyball from earlier this week. Looks like the Lady Warriors of Canton out to a good start. I see they are 2-0 to start the season. They top Athens by a score of three sets to one. Tawanda downs while losing three sets to two. And Northeast Bradford tops Kalineski Valley three sets to one in volleyball action. Looking at some golf action uh, from earlier this week as well uh, at the River Valley Golf Course. North Penn Mansfield, who I hear, off to a very good start in golf action. Uh, they come away as the low score on the team side there. So congratulations uh, going out to the North Penn Mansfield squad on a good, uh, solid match at the River Valley Golf Course. Uh, Wellsboro coming in second, Kalineski Valley, and Athens rounding out the top uh, four 
in boys uh, golf action as well. So, yes, uh, big kudos there. And, of course, uh, remember, uh, whenever you need updated scores, maybe some updated stories in the northern tier, remember, you can go check out the NTL Sports Report online at ntsportsreport.com. Uh, for more information and to follow that. And, of course, remember, for updated scores and standings, you can check out ntlsports.com as well. Of course, also, speaking of the Northern Interior League Sports Report, don't forget, coming up here in just a little while, we're going to talk with Chris Manning, and uh, Chris will give us his thoughts and uh feelings on the week one of the Northern Tier League football season. Of course, then we will head on in to week two's matchups as well. We'll talk about those, break those down, and get you set up for a wild and crazy week two here after we already came off of what was already uh, an exciting week one in NTL football action. And man, you talk about some wild finishes in the NTL in week number one. I mean, seriously, overtime with Canton and Troy, I was there and I still don't believe how in the world uh, that game ended. Uh, I've had people this week tell me, I went to bed with eight minutes left in the game or I went to bed with maybe seven minutes left in the game and unbelievably with 640 left in regulation, uh, the Warriors come out and uh, mount the comeback. They get things tied up heading into overtime and in the overtime period, Canton comes away with the 34-28 victory over the Trojans to take back the shoe. So congratulations going out to Coach Seacrest and the Warriors. A very hard-fought victory there uh, this week over in Troy. And then, of course, you know, you've got the bronze helmet game uh, where the Wyalusing Rams blank Tawanda by a final of 25 to nothing. Uh, definitely uh, want to send out uh, some heartfelt uh, well wishes to Tawanda starting quarterback Mason Johnson. Unfortunately, uh, Johnson was injured in that ball game, and uh, I believe the prognosis is he probably will not return to the field this year for the Black Knights. Don't have anything definite, but uh, just some things I've seen via social media. Uh, not looking good, but uh, hopefully uh, well wishes to Mason and speedy recovery uh, to him, and hopefully we see him back out uh, in competition as well uh, You know, in latter times for him. But also, uh, you know, we have the Rusty Rail game, too, uh, for the NTL in Week 1. And the Athens Wildcats reclaim the Rusty Rail after they drop it a season ago. Coach Young got his team fired up, and uh, they took advantage of some miscues. And it's the Wildcats who come away with the 10-7 win late. And now uh, Coach Young's got to turn around and get his squad ready to go as they are coming to Canton this Friday night for week two action, but uh, we'll talk with Chris coming up more about that, and uh, we'll talk more about these opening week games as well coming up here in just a little while. But for now, it is time to step aside here. We are going to take our first break here in the NTL Now podcast this week. And when we come back, we're going to talk with Hunter McClellan from the Troy Lady Trojans. Time to talk some girls soccer coming up after this timeout right here on the NTL Now podcast. Growing up in a small town. It's important to get your name out there if you want to play at the next level. Circle W Sports helped me get the exposure I needed. It's really been a one-stop shop for college coaches where they can go in there and they can find information about not only one player, but the rest of our team, guys that they might not be thought they were interested in before they went to the website. So Circle W has really done that. It links highlight films, contact information, and everything that the coach would need. Circle W Sports, the new name in the game for high school sports. Parents, it's that moment you've all been dreading. That's right, your 16-year-old wants to drive, and, well, you just don't have the patience for it. 
That's why you've got Max Driving Academy in Canton. That's right. Give Mac a call today, 570-404-7815, and make sure your child knows the right way to drive. That's Max Driving Academy in Canton. Time to talk some girls soccer here on the NTL Now podcast this week. And of course, as I said earlier here in the podcast, special guest this week, Troy Sr., Hunter McClellan, joining us here from the girls soccer team, a 100-goal scorer. And first uh, off, Hunter, congratulations on the achievement. Must be a great milestone to uh, add into the tip of the cap of your soccer career. Yes, thank you. So, Hunter, as you look now at uh, this ongoing season already, the Lady Trojans out of the gate offensively as you have scored 12 goals to uh, none given up so far. Uh, what's going on with this Lady Trojans team out of the gate? Uh, two quality games to start the season. Right. Um, we just really um, – I know Olivia Tate, she's focusing on the shutouts, which is great, and we're trying to keep that up as much as we can because I know – Sometimes we can get caught up with scoring goals and, like, just allowing a few. But I think what we're focusing on this year is allowing none. So that is one of the bigger things. We Also, I've moved to the middle of the field, so I can see more than I used to in the past game. So I think that's helping us out a lot, having new people up front, and I'm able to see them as well. Now, of course, I know a big uh, aspect for the Troy team last year was, unfortunately, I think your team hit some nagging injuries at the wrong time of the year. It just never seemed like your team was at full health or full strength throughout the year. Now, of course, this year, uh, I believe you've got Grace Sherman back. Also, you've got uh, Emmy Ward uh, ready to go at uh, full health this year, too. So, I mean, those are two key aspects, two key cogs into this Trojan girls soccer team that uh, can really help you guys out this year. Right. All three of us were actually hurt at the beginning of the season last year. And I think when we played Athens, I was out the first half. Emmy didn't get to play. And I don't think Kate got to play as well. And Grace was obviously out. And having us all back this year is just as captains. Um, we've really tried to lead the team well this year. And I'm looking forward to just moving on with them. And I think it'll be really exciting having them back, all of us. So take us back to kind of like the beginning workouts of the season. You know, I know, you know, being the driven athlete that you are, I'm sure you had some goals kind of mentally in your mind that, uh, you know, you were really focused on for this year. So what were some of the things you were thinking about uh, coming into the preseason this year, getting ready for this regular season? Um, definitely a lot of conditioning. Like every year we do like a decent amount of conditioning, but I know this year we really focused on it because, Last year, we just weren't as conditioned as we needed to be. So we did a really good job just focusing on that and a lot of ball touches and like our passing and like triangles and all of that and just really cleaning everything up. And I think that'll really help us out this year. You know, you had the opportunity to play with your older sister, Riley, you know, but you were still kind of the young sophomore, albeit very experienced. I know you play a lot of travel soccer, but uh, what did you learn from her, you know, just kind of uh, adhering to that senior leadership role that you are in now? I mean, did, did she have kind of any kind of effect on you to learn how to be a leader? Yeah, uh, she did. Um, mostly she would obviously be hard on me because like I'm her sister and I can take it better I guess and she can be harder on me than anyone else and just I learned to push everybody and even if like 
they don't think they can do it, always encourage them that they can do it. And I know last night, um, senior night, I had uh, one of my um, things that I said at the end was this year, like to the um, upcoming freshmen, don't see yourself as a freshman and just see yourself as, hey, even though I'm playing against older girls as a freshman, like don't see yourself as someone younger because even though you're younger, your skills don't need to prove that. And I think Riley definitely taught me that. And so I want to pass that along to the younger players. Okay, so let's now get the aspect and, uh, you know, kind of the viewpoints uh, from Coach Pratt. You know, what was he focusing on uh, with you girls here in the offseason, getting you ready uh, for this regular season? I mean, he's been around the block. What seems like uh, he might be the longest tenured girls soccer coach in the league. Uh, what was mm-hmm. he uh, focused on this year for you girls uh, to set as kind of like your goals and mission for this season? I know he was definitely uh, focused on conditioning as well. Um, We moved a lot of things around. Like instead of me being on offense um, the whole time, I'm, like I said, more in the middle. And so we're trying people out in like new positions and just trying to put everything together, like, and try new things. I think that's one of the big things this year. And just um, instead of kind of just like clearing the ball more passive, I think that's, what we've been doing so far that was one of the bigger changes all right so now as this season has unfolded obviously you've got a couple of games under your belt you've played Williamson you've played Northumberland County Christian you know yet to really uh, get into uh, a lot of NTL league play kind of give us uh, the perspective of the league this year I mean I know everybody's going to be gunning for Athens they've obviously kind of been you know the the queens of the mountaintop but you know I'm sure there's uh, you know some other teams along the way that uh, may pose fit and some other talent across the league as well that uh, a lot of people don't know about right um i know last year we didn't really expect um Tawanda to really like show up like that so i know this year we're focused on you know Tawanda. they're a strong team this year as well athens wellsboro like those are our biggest challenges usually and so we're looking forward to that and i think like this year we could definitely if we put our minds to it you know getting that ntl championship that's what we're really focused on this year. So I know the NTL championship is a big goal, you know, for the Lady Trojans, but I am a firm believer that, you know, until you knock uh, the champions out, they are still the champions. So, I mean, honestly, in the back of your minds and your teammates' minds, you got to realize that, uh, you know, Athens right now, that, that's got to be the focus, right? As far as, you know, if you want to claim the league title, it's got to go through Athens. Right. And we respect them a lot. They're a really good team, well-coached, and it'll definitely be a challenge, but I know we're capable of it, and I'm excited to play them because they're just really talented girls and very respectful, too. So, Hey, that's always a good thing when you have that type of admiration on the field. And, of course, uh, you know, Hunter McClellan, uh, who we are talking to here on the NTL Now podcast, uh, 100 goal scorer for the Troy Lady Trojan soccer team. Uh, Hunter, as you look towards, you know, not only this high school season, but also uh, a season beyond now, you know, as you are focused on your senior season, but, you know, you are uh, obviously, I'm sure, uh, trying to decide, you know, would you like to play at the next level? Are there, you know, places that, you know, have been uh, interested in you? So as you look towards, you know, what's after high school, I mean, what what are your thoughts? Do you uh, have that drive to want to play at the next level? Right. Um, I actually went through a year where I wasn't sure what I was going to do after school, like if I wanted to play soccer or not. 
I know when I played for BC United, like college soccer was like the main focus and you'd go to tournaments where colleges are like lining the field. And I had to take a break break from that for maybe a year. But I think with all this COVID stuff and not being able to play for so long, it made me really miss it. So I'm now like focusing on playing in college. So I think I'm definitely going to get into that. And I've been looking at some colleges recently. So yeah, that's, definitely on my bucket list hunter sounds like you've got uh, you know a, a big smile on your face as you talk about you know not only the season but also uh, you know the the future and potential uh, for you know the heights of where your career could go uh, i'm curious you know to see uh, what is your uh, you know overall kind of thoughts as far as you know how far this lady trojans team can go as far as you know if everything falls right for you girls uh, what's the what's the ceiling for this team um i'm really confident this year that we could go pretty far i mean we're we've been solid for a couple years now but i think this year we really figured out what we needed to work on not only as a team but individually so and we have Emmy, me, and Grace, like, leading the team. And I know Emmy is, like, she's really hard-headed. So I'm really excited for that. And I think we could go pretty far. And we all are on the same page with that. So that's exciting. And, you know, before we uh, get you out of here uh, with this interview, and, you know, again, thank you so much for taking some time here. Uh, one thing I've noticed, you know, not only about yourself, but also, you know, your sister Riley as well, when she was an athlete, uh, I believe that, you know, to be a great athlete, it really starts with really good parental support. And I don't know if there are two parents who travel with their kids uh, are there with their kids, definitely make sure they are there to support their kids uh, than your mom and dad. And just kind of talk about, you know, the influence, uh, how, how much that has meant to you in your career as well. Yeah, I, I can't, I don't even have the words for it. They come to all my games and all my travel games. My mom flew on the plane with me to a national league game. Like they're always there. And my dad's always at the games, like sitting on his softball bucket. You'll see him out there. <laughs> but, um, it's just really nice because I know they expect a lot from me. So not only just like supporting me, they do give me a little bit of advice and they know what I'm capable of. So, I mean, we all get a little bit frustrated and I know my dad gets frustrated with me when he knows I'm not doing my best. And sometimes that it does get frustrating, but I'm really thankful for it because it does make me better and I wouldn't change it for the world. And it makes it so that I'm not satisfied with playing decent. So it makes me want to be a better player, and I'm really thankful for them. Hunter McClellan, I got to tell you, you have handled this interview with as much awesomeness as could possibly be done. I know you were a little nervous, but hey, you know what? You came yeah. out, you nailed it, and uh, you know I want to definitely thank you for taking some time and uh, you know kind of sharing with us, uh, you know, your views on this coming soccer season, and uh, you know just uh, giving us some good stuff here on the NTL Now podcast. So, Hunter, good luck to you the rest of the way, and uh, who knows, you know, maybe the success continues and uh, we catch up with you uh, later. Later on down the line here on the podcast. Thank you. Endless Mountain Brace Mobility in Troy is a proud supporter of our area athletes in the Northern Tier League. Parents, don't just trust anyone if the athlete in your family is injured. Let the experts at Endless Mountains Brace Mobility be there to help make the recovery process as easy as possible. 
Call them today for more information on how they can help at 570-297-2993. That's 570-297-2993. They're open Monday through Friday, 9 a.m. to 5, and closed Saturday and Sunday. That's Endless Mountain Brace and Mobility in Troy. Looking for some good eats this football season? Well, don't forget about the Park Hotel and Brewing Company in Canton. Whether you want wings, pizza, maybe something else, give them a call, 570-673-8777. That's the Park Hotel and Brewing Company in Canton. Hey, don't forget, check out their Facebook page as well for all kinds of great specials they're going to have uh, during the week and uh, beyond. Welcome back here on the NTL Now podcast as we get ready to break down some NTL high school football action as we get ready to head into week two action this week. Uh, joined now by the Northern Tier Sports Reports, Chris Manning. And Chris, a very wild week one, to say the least here, after rivalry games uh, get completed uh, between, well, three of the rivalry games. The fourth one, obviously, uh, will be contested this week. But for the most part, uh, <laughs> could we have asked for a crazier week one in Northern Tier League football? I think it matched uh, 2020 perfectly with how everything went, especially in the old shoe game. I know at the Rusty Rail, Shane Reed could uh, barely walk, and yet he kicked the game-winning field goal. So, I mean, all the way around it, it was definitely a wild one. Okay, so earlier in the podcast, I was kind of, you know, uh, talking about, you know, how wild and crazy things were at the old shoe game. Now, of course, uh, for those of you who are just tuning in, maybe fast forwarded in the podcast a little bit. Let's set the scenario for this, okay? It was 28 to 12, Troy. 640 was left in the fourth quarter. And I don't know about you, but uh, Troy had so much momentum up to that point in the second half. I'm still trying to scratch my head and figure out where did this sudden burst of uh, explosive offense come for the Warriors to be able to bring this game back? Well, going in, I thought the toughest task for Canton was to protect um, their quarterback. And they and Troy did a good job getting to Cooper the first three and a half quarters. And Cooper was a little nervous. He admitted he was a little nervous. But he had settled down by then, and I think – they said when they moved to shotgun, he got more time. So I think when they were able to give him protection, he was able to find his receivers. That that first drive where they scored a touchdown, he went five for seven, and um, and on the very last drive, I believe he went three for three or three for four. So once he got time, they were able to shine offensively. So that was the big thing for them was they were able to get him time in the backfield to to be able to find his receivers. Now, I tell you, you know, as that game went on uh, later in the fourth quarter, uh, I just I, I felt like when that late snap got fumbled, Troy, I think, had a third and 11, and that late snap got fumbled. Canton got the ball back. It, it just kind of clicked in my mind and probably some fans' minds there, and I don't know, maybe uh, you, know, you and Brian Fees were on the sideline as well. It, it just seemed like it was meant to be that we were at least going to overtime. Like, Canton was going to find a way to be able to come back. Like, all the elements just seemed to be lining up. It it felt that way, um, especially since right before that, Canton had gone, had turned it over on down. They'd gotten the onside kick, and then Troy had stopped them. So then it kind of felt like, oh, all right, this was the last Canton's last gap. And then that fumble just sort of gave them so much more momentum that it really did feel like um, – I think they had less than two minutes to get into the end zone, and they did, but it just felt like, yeah, this this game's not going to end in regulation. And then, of course, as we watch it all unfold, 
Uh, the Warriors get the ball in overtime after Troy fails to score on their possession. Cooper Kitchen runs it in from five yards out after a penalty by Troy. Warriors come back and win in overtime, and uh, somehow, some way, they score 22 unanswered points. They come away with the old shoe victory, but hey, you know, now it's uh, it's another week, and of course, you know, as we uh, look at week two coming up here in a little bit, Warriors are going to have their hands full with Athens, but before we get into that one, I want to quickly uh, just kind of touch on some of the other NTL rivalry games. Now, you were talking about about the rusty rail and uh, I don't know if you've really had a chance to talk with anybody about the recap or anything I've had a chance to watch some of the film and you know that game ended 10-7 and I just I feel bad for both of those teams I don't think either one got into a rhythm uh, that night both teams just kind of had those week one jitters and there was a lot of penalties going on that night yeah I think there's 19 total penalties both teams had three turnovers it it felt like you know what what probably should have been a week two scrimmage playing week one. Um, so, uh, you've been kind of been seeing that a lot recently when they move, when they cut the scrimmages back from two to one. Week one, I think, has gotten a little bit more sloppier. And just with everything piled on top of this year, I, I really do think neither team was probably quite where they wanted to be to start the year. Um, obviously, everybody's probably in that boat a little bit. But, yeah, it looked like they just they probably needed one more week to sort of smooth some things out but I mean it, it kind of is what it is and, and they both trucked on and it was Athens who came out on top you know and the one thing I hope uh, Sarah is able to do is to get Braden Horton back I know he didn't play Lucas Horton uh, was the starting quarterback that night but Braden Horton's a big loss you know for Sarah whether or not he's playing quarterback or just you know being used uh, as an athlete uh, his athletic ability can definitely make a difference in a game so hopefully you know his injury is not too severe and we definitely get to see him back on the field for the Redskins uh, sooner rather than later yeah with, with his arm Last year, Sayre had points in their offense where they would sometimes um, have three and outs or not be able to move the ball, but they always had that huge, big play. Part of that was because he threw such a really good deep ball with that strong arm, and they had those really good athletes on the outside. And that's how they won some games was with that big play offense. And I, I think not having Braden being able to throw to Lucas kind of hurts you in two ways. You don't have Braden at quarterback, and you don't have Lucas at wide receiver to catch those passes. So it's sort of like a double whammy for Sarah that that Braden's out. Now, of course, we go to the bronze helmet game, last week's rivalry game. And, of course, uh, you know, the Tawanda Black Knights at home. They get the Wyalusing Rams. Wyalusing comes away with a 25-0 victory over the Black Knights. Uh, as I was talking earlier in the podcast, uh, big uh, tip of the cap and well wishes going out to Tawanda starting quarterback Mason Johnson. Unfortunately, he was injured early in the game, uh, tried to give it a go uh, later on, but uh, eventually it just uh, came to play that uh, he was not going to be able to finish the game. And as uh, we've seen this week via some social media reports and stuff, prognosis looking like uh, he is going to miss an extended period of time. So many well wishes uh, out to Mason Johnson, and uh, hopefully the Black Knights uh, find a way to rally here. Yeah, it seemed like they, they did find some offense before he was injured. And then week one, young team, you know, you lose your starting quarterback. And, and that's sort of one of those things that it's really hard to overcome. Um, obviously, I, they're very confident in um, his backup, Mitchell. But I but that was just really, I think that was what really hampered them not being able to score points was when he went out on last Friday night. So 
like I said, Tawana's got one of the best coaching staffs in the area, and they'll get their players ready no matter what. All right, so Chris, we have talked about uh, week one, kind of recap that a little bit, but you know, that means it is now time to turn the focus towards week two, and in Northern Tier League action, we've got some pretty good matchups on the slate this week for week number two. Now, of course, let's start with the fourth and final rivalry game, which of course could not be played last week due to the fact that North Penn Mansfield had not yet uh, kind of fulfilled the preseason requirements to be able to play, so so they now finally get to see uh, their first action this season. And now they've got to play a Wellsboro team who last week absolutely dominated Kalineski Valley. And so its first action of the season is going to be against your rival Wellsboro in the uh, Jones Trophy game. Probably envisioned his season starting. No, it, it's probably been like a worst case. You start the year late, um, and then your very first game is Wellsboro. North Penn is, what, two weeks removed from their scrimmage. And Wellsboro essentially had a scrimmage, and then they had a game where they were able to um, comfortably win, so they were able to get some of the kinks out, too, while they were playing it. So, yeah, it's definitely a lot in Wellsboro's favor, and the fact that Matt Hildebrandt just uh, broke the school record and wins. So they're rolling right now, and he's one of the best coaches in the league for a reason. He's won, what, 67 games and 67 wins in 81 games, so... Yeah, I'd have to say that North Penn's definitely got an uphill battle this weekend. All right, so let's turn the focus now and let's go to North Penn Mansfield, though. I mean, the first time we are going to see uh, you know, the, the Panthers out on the field this coming uh, Friday night. And, you know, North Penn Mansfield, uh, still one of the scrappier teams from last year. And, you know, Coach Dickinson's had a couple of weeks to get his team prepared. One big thing for them is they do return their starting quarterback, Litzelman, this year. I mean, that's got to pave the way. And, of course, they still have Noah Spencer as well. So there is still some athletes. And, of course, don't forget uh, Choploski up front as well. So North Penn still bringing back some leadership this season. Don't forget about it. The thing with um, North Penn is, I know Coach Dickinson said, every year they want to reload, not rebuild. So regardless of what they have, they always know that they're very united from junior high on up in what they do offensively and defensively. And when you return a quarterback like Colton Litzelman, who was one of the better quarterbacks last year, you're always going to have a chance to compete. And I, I mean, North Penn will be good this year. I, I feel like his system that they've put in the past, 10 years has worked for them. They've competed and won league titles and they, they've done some things at the district level too, making district finals. So it'll be a good game. It's just, it's going to be tough because Wellsboro has a game under their belt. and North Penn doesn't, but I wouldn't count North Penn out. Hey, it's the Jones Trophy game. It is, you know, the battle, the rivalry. Anything can happen. That's the way I look at it here as we get ready for that one coming up on Friday night. All right, now let's focus on another ball game in week number two here in the Northern Tier League. And that, of course, will come our way from the Endless Mountains Athletic Complex in Tawanda as the Black Knights get ready to host the Troy Trojans here in week two action. Of course, the Black Knights looking to bounce back. They're going to have the home field advantage. The one thing I feel bad for uh, for the Black Knights this week, they've got a very salty, gritty, hungry, angry Troy Trojans team coming to town after the way they dropped that old shoe game last week. Yeah, I think the biggest thing Troy has 
this week is just to get mentally past that and focus on me too. That's really one of those one of those games that you it just sort of sticks with you and it's kinda of hard to move past it. Uh their offense looked much better in the second half. Um they went they took a twelve eight deficit and built it to a twenty eight twelve lead in a quarter and a half. So I think they worked out some kinks. Um the first half was essentially the scrimmage last week. So the second half, I think, is more of what you'll see from Troy this week uh, offensively and defensively up until the last half of the fourth quarter were pretty stout. So, yeah, if, as long as they can get to where they can get past last week and focus on this week, they're going to be really tough to play. I think what you know a lot of people out there may not realize about Troy is as much as they do enjoy the run game, and that's kind of been their M.O. the last few years under Coach Smith and his regime. Troy this year is loaded with athletes, and I think one particular receiver that the NTL better get on the lookout for because I don't think uh, you know he's really busted out on the radar yet. I think Ridge Spencer is poised for a big-time campaign this season. He just looked like a completely different player last Friday night against Canton, and I think him and Dom Ayers have a lot of good touchdown passes coming this season. Uh, that 49-yard touchdown from last week was any indication. Yeah, they're probably going to have a few. And um, don't forget, it was Ridge Spencer who guarded Ben Knapp all night and held him to three catches. So on both sides of the ball, Ridge is, Ridge is a very important part of their team. And, and he definitely is one of those guys that will help them bring balance on offense where they don't have to run the ball every play. They can let Don Ayers let it loose and have a big target like um, Ridge down the field who gives them that big play threat that they kind of need to balance their offense so that the other two safeties don't creep up into the box every single play. So, of course, uh, just want to remind all of our podcast listeners out there that, uh, you know, this Tawanda Troy matchup can be heard this Friday night uh, on 95.3 The Bridge on your radios. Also, the Golden Oldies Channel, 99.9 FM in Troy. Or, of course, you can tune in at uh, 953thebridge.com or stream it live at oldies99fm.com as well uh, for this Friday night's broadcast. But, of course, uh, let's flip the coin now. Let's go to Tawanda. Uh, what do you do if you are coaching? Dossie. I mean, you've got a team that got shut out last week. You know you've got an uphill battle coming this Friday night. Uh, how do you rally the troops and uh, get them ready knowing that uh, you've lost your starting quarterback and now you're kind of starting uh, fresh and anew probably on the offensive side? Uh, I think the first thing you do is you try to point out the positives. The fact that their defense did a really good job keeping them in that game for a little over three quarters um, offensively. I know he says he has a lot of confidence in his backup quarterback. And they were able to do a few things offensively before um, Mason went down and just try to figure out what their talent can do and keep things pretty simple. And basically, I think you're just trying to extend the game at this point. Hopefully you get another good defensive performance and maybe you'll have a chance in the fourth quarter to, you know, you can get lucky and maybe a ball bounces your way or you can make your own luck and get a strip and a fumble and maybe get good field position to go in for a winning score. You know, As we saw last week with Canton Troy, you can't really count anybody out. So I think for Tawanda, it's just keeping things simple, keeping things positive, and, and hoping for a really good defensive effort to try to hold back Troy's offense a little bit to give him a chance to win the game in the second half. I think you hit the nail on the head. I think defense is really going to have to be key here 
for the Black Knights. I don't think they can afford to fall behind early and give Troy some early momentum. I think if Troy's defense can uh, you know, get things going and uh, keep Troy at bay for a little while, kind of give the offense some time to gain a little bit of a rhythm and you know, maybe a special teams play here and there helps the Black Knights as well. I mean, if there's uh, one thing going for Tawanda is on their home field, you know you're going to get their best effort from them. And of course, uh, you know, they've been known uh, to give Troy traditionally uh, some fits uh, when they get uh, the Trojans at home. That game on Tawanda's field, for some reason, can sometimes go uh, a little topsy-turvy on you, and you just kind of never really know uh, what the end result is going to be. I mean, look at last year. You had a very good Troy team going into Tawanda who hadn't won a game yet, and it looked like it, it might be a little updated, and what do you know, it was 35-32. So, like you said, Tawanda always seems to play their best at home. So you can't, when they're at home, you can't really count out from anything. All right, so of course, uh, you know, like I said, that'll be a big matchup, of course, that you can hear radio-wise on 95.3 The Bridge and the Golden Oldies channel as well coming up this Friday. That'll be uh, one of our games along the radio lines. Now, of course, our Wiggle 100 game of the week this week, I will be planted at Miller A. Moyer Field in Canton as the 1-0 Warriors get ready to take on the 1-0 Athens Wildcats in a battle of undefeateds this Friday night at Miller A. Moyer Field. Since I am calling this game, obviously you will get uh, you know a, a very little bit uh, out of me as far as you know predictions, leaning, and such like that. But uh, as we look at this game on film, uh, interesting matchups here uh, for the Warriors and the Wildcats. Both teams bringing very quality athletes into this game, you know, and for the folks in the NTL who do not know Shane Reed, you better get that name ingrained into your minds uh, very uh, soon as Athens is going to basically utilize him as much as they can, and he's going to pop out on a lot of game films coming this season. Yeah, you kind of hope Shane Reed's um, 100% after last week, but if he is, then Canton's going to have their hands full defensively. Um, you can't really let him get outside because they have a lot of big play potential there. And him and the quarterback, Mason um, Lister, you, they kind of took their lumps last year, and I think this year they're going to use that experience to hand out a few lumps. So this is one of those games where Athens has kind of struggled the past couple years, but each year is a new year, and I don't think Canton can look at Athens last year and think they're playing that team. They're playing a new Athens team. That's already beaten a Sayre team that's expected to have a solid year. So Canton definitely has to be fit. They um, refocus, too. If they're on such a high right now that you don't want to lose focus on week two. And that's one of those things. When you lose a game like last week, it's hard to refocus. And sometimes when you win a game like last week, it, it can be hard to refocus. So they really have to focus on week two. And, and I think they will be. They're, they're very committed to... Uh, trying to win a league title this year, and, and I think that will help them week to week to make sure they focus on who their opponent is. All right. Now, of course, a uh, great tidbit there, and I think one of the keys uh, to this matchup Friday night is indeed Mason Lister, you know, for Athens. You know, the sophomore quarterback had a decent game last week uh, in the rusty rail. I mean, he didn't really do anything that pops off at you, but at the same time, he didn't really make – a critical mistake to give or put Athens rather in a bad spot to lose either, of course, uh, and then eventually they would come out uh, on the winning side there. But 
You know, another key point you made there is the letdown factor. You know, is it uh, possible, you know, to uh, have a letdown? And as you said, uh, hopefully for the Canton Warriors, you know, the, the high of last week's win over Troy, hopefully it doesn't come back to hurt them this week. I think all teams that won their rivalry game last week, it's going to be very interesting because for the regular season, that's the high point. That's the climax. And you've already sort of had that climax up front. So it's going to be interesting if they can sort of refocus. And Athens is in this boat, too, a little bit because they won last week, how well they refocus going forward, but especially Canton, um, just basically by how the game went. And the emotional impact of that probably being Timmy Ward's last game and they sent him out with the old shoe. So this week, it's this week definitely has has to all be all about Athens. So, and like I said, they're they're really focused down there in Canton. So I don't think that'll be an issue. But it's always one of those things you always have to look for, especially the first quarter. Um, just if they come out a little flat, is is this part of a letdown or not? I'll tell you what, it's going to be an interesting matchup for sure. And ladies and gentlemen, yes, make sure you have your radios tuned in to Wiggle 100 coming up this Friday night live from Miller A. Moyer Field. It is the Wiggle 100 game of the week. Tune in live on Wiggle 100 on your radios and, of course, online as well at Wiggle100.com. And definitely looking forward to that. And, uh, Chris, before I get you out of here, uh, first of all, uh, quickly, uh, just want to touch on the other game this week, Kalineski Valley at Wyalusing. And, man, how big would it be for Wyalusing to pick up a win and go 2-0 and for the first time in uh, a few seasons, actually, for the Rams? Yeah, I, I can't remember the last time they went 2-0. and it might, it might have been the year they won district a few years ago. But it will be big. I remember last year they were actually 2-2 two and two at one point. And I I think if they can move to 2-0 and this year, it would just – help get them that momentum and confidence they need to kind of turn the corner, which they're hoping to do this year. They have a lot of athletes. They have some size. They're young, but they also have a lot of experience from last year, and I think this is the perfect opportunity for them to sort of ease on that, uh, get that second win, and just sort of be able to propel themselves to maybe when they play, you know, the Troys and the Cantons, that they can build up a lot of confidence because that's the biggest thing when they're trying to turn the corner for a team like that is scoring Canton already have confidence from what they've done. So if Wyalusing can build their confidence up, there's no reason talent-wise why they can't compete with some of the um, teams that have had the better records the past few years. Boy, I'll tell you what, it's definitely going to be an exciting week two here in the Northern Tier League. As we said, you know, you got the rivalry game with Wellsboro and North Penn Mansfield. Uh, some teams, you know, looking for uh, 2-0 starts in Athens, Canton, and Wyalusing. And who knows, you know, I mean, uh, Kalineski Valley, uh, maybe last week was uh, maybe a wake-up call for them. Maybe they give Wyalusing all they want uh, over at Peterson Stadium on Friday night. But uh, we will definitely have to wait and see. But, of course, Chris, uh, as we say, uh, check out all your great work online at ntsportsreport.com for all of the updates and uh, all of the scoreboard work. I know you've been a busy man writing stories. I have to know, uh, for all of the website work you've been doing, uh, are, are you developing, like, what is Is there, like, a carpal tunnel for, like, typing? Or, or how's that working out? Because I know you've been a busy guy. Um. Not really. I haven't really been getting carpal tunnel problems. My car, though, has been definitely getting its uh, legs stretched, especially for the when sports were shut down. I didn't really have a whole lot to do. So my, I think my car is getting as much work in as I am right now. But I enjoy it. It's been a lot of fun. 
going all around all the different towns and talking to all the different kids and everything. And I look forward to hopefully we get through the fall season and hopefully it's a great one. It's been pretty exciting so far. You can't you can't deny that. Chris Manning, Northern Tier Sports Report. Check out all of his information online, all of his articles. Whether you're looking for information on any of the NTL sports, he's got it there for you at ntsportsreport.com. Chris, as always, uh, you know, thanks for popping on again here for the second week. And uh, hopefully, you know, we'll uh, have an opportunity to catch up with you again uh, down the road, whether it be next week or weeks beyond. Uh, keep up the good work, my friend. All right. Thanks, Shane. It's, it's always fun talking with you. At Mansfield University, we're proud to offer affordable, life-changing education with more than 40 degree programs. From two-year degrees to bachelor's and master's programs, Mansfield University has something for everyone. Small class sizes allow students to receive a personalized, hands-on education, making the value of your degree go even further. Learn how an affordable education at Mansfield University can benefit you at mansfield.edu. That's right, folks. Remember, if you've got a student looking for the next level of education, hey, I'm not ashamed to plug my alma mater. Go ahead, give uh, Mansfield University a look, and of course, look into the communications department. That's kind of where I specialized, huh? I mean, I didn't just get my skills uh, walking off the street. You know, I had to get my college education, too. So, yes, definitely check out Mansfield University. And, uh, hey, something cool. Uh, you know, with all of this COVID stuff going around, Mansfield actually reports uh, an over 7% increase this year in enrollment. So that was pretty cool for Mansfield University this year. You know, just a little random fact I learned this week. Hey, but anyway, folks, uh, again, uh, thank you for tuning in to another week here of the Northern Tier League Now podcast. Uh, always a great time to be able to bring you updates here in the Northern Tier League for sports. And of course, uh, just a quick reminder out there uh, for anybody who may be tuned in uh, coming up this weekend. If you're interested, uh, check out Troy Lady Trojans basketball on their Facebook page. I see they're having a cornhole tournament this weekend out at Bradley Hall in Columbia Crossroads. So if you're interested in just playing some cornhole, having some fun, check out their Facebook page for more details on that so that uh, you know you can get out uh, have some fun and well uh, enjoy yourself this weekend sounds like a good plan to me don't you all right but anyway yes again i uh, want to take some time here uh thank a lot of our special guests this week uh hunter mcclellan from Troy Girls Soccer. Uh, really nice of her to be able to take some time. Uh, from what I understand, uh, it was uh, definitely uh, perfect timing as uh, the Lady Trojans going to be busy this week on the sports schedule. And of course, uh, again, a uh, big thank you to Chris Manning uh, from the Northern Tier Sports Report uh, for joining me this week as well uh, as you just heard our football chatter a little bit ago. But uh, before we get out of here, want to remind you of the week number two Northern Tier League schedule right here in the Northern Tier League this week. Of course, Kalineski Valley will be at Wyalusing. The Jones Trophy game with North Penn Mansfield and Wellsboro will take place over at Wellsboro High School this week. Also in uh, some other out-of-area action for the Northern Tier League league. Uh, Bucktail will be at Muncie, Northwest at Montgomery, CMVT at South Williamsport. Sayre this week will have a bye in football action, but of course our games of the week on radio. Troy at Tawanda will be heard live on 95.3 The Bridge and the Golden Oldies Channel, and of course Canton hosting Athens will be the Wiggle 100 game of the week this week, so remember you can tune that in online at wiggle100.com for uh, all of that football action coming up on Friday night. 
But I guess, uh, as always, it is that time of the podcast where it is time to sign off and uh, carry on with the week because, well, it's another busy football weekend ahead. Again, uh, good luck to all of our area athletes for uh, more continued success this season. And, uh, hey, as the podcast continues, as long as we are allowed to do it, we are just going to keep on keeping on and uh, do our best to keep bringing you all kinds of NTL updates. We've got more athletes and coaches to catch up with here along the way as the uh, fall season progresses. So with that in mind, it is now time for me to sign it off. So, again, remember, keep tuning in here on the NTL Now podcast on social media. Check us out on Facebook. Facebook NTL Now Podcast, uh, as well as Instagram NTL Now Podcast, and of course on Twitter at NTL Now Pod. So that is where you can find us. Drop us some comments, drop us some, uh, you know, critiques, whatever. I don't care. Just uh, keep the wonderful commentary coming, and uh, I hope to uh, talk to you all again as the season goes on. So, uh, on behalf of my cohort, Joe Carrion, who again, unfortunately, was absent this week, but uh, hopefully, fingers crossed, we'll get him back for week three. And uh, if not, well, I guess I better start booking guests so I can fill time here with the podcast, don't you think? But anyway, yes, time for me to fly. This has been uh, another great edition of the Northern Tier League Now podcast. I'm Shane Wilbur. Folks, enjoy another great week of NTL Sports. We'll be back next week with another great edition of the Northern Tier League Now podcast. As always, an exclusive production of Circle W Sports. Thanks for listening to NTL Now, your Northern Tier League sports podcast. Keep following the Northern Tier League on Facebook and Twitter for more updates on the Northern Tier League. Audio from the NTL Now podcast may not be used without prior consent. Join us next week for more NTL Now, brought to you by Circle W Sports.